Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Larry Kreider here with the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast. So glad you've joined us today. In the studio with me today, back again, my popular <laughs> man, we have oh. Kim Zimmerman. Thanks hey. for joining me. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Well, it was so much fun having you talk about City Gate House of Prayer and how that yeah. was birthed and that whole story. It was fantastic. And then you and Brian came on. We talked about the new kinds of churches. Yeah. And you guys are seeing micro churches released. Oh, my goodness. Throughout our area, the nation. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. But I really want to have you back and talk about prayer because I know you carry that. That's your yeah. mantle in your life. And just talk practically how leaders can pray. We have now Absolutely. leaders from more than 110 nations listening in. Oh, that's and, wonderful. Uh, by the way, anybody, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. That's and right. And it'd be great. And we'll get you every week. You'll be hearing more and more from us. Cameron, let's get into it. Yes, let's talk go. Talk to me. Talk to me about your leadership journey regarding the importance of prayer. Well, I think, you know, I was on a journey myself and just kind of, I was a worship leader and then we had a prayer team. Right. And I just started having this revival happen inside of me, taking prayer from something we do over here to it being a lifestyle. And so I really started asking questions like, what did what did Jesus' prayer life look like? Right. Like it was more than just, you know, his daily prayers and things like that. There was something more happening if that's the very thing that disciples wanted to know. They, like exactly. they, didn't, they didn't want to know anything else. They wanted to know how to pray. And so... I really started to dive into the Word and just follow Jesus and what His prayer life looked like. And it really just changed my whole perspective on prayer. That's such an intriguing point because yeah. of all the things Jesus did, if, if I were following Jesus, I mean, raising the dead, yeah. I mean, healing the sick, Jesus, how did you do that? They didn't never ask that. Because no. they knew something happened when He got along with the Father. Right. And they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So what are some lessons you learned about prayer, you know, as a leader, as you began to delve into this and say, God, yeah. teach me to pray. How do I love you more? Well, and so this is, you know, I think there's a lot of things I learned along the way, but I can kind of sum it up in that I found that we spend a lot of time on lists. Like we'll mm -hmm. make, I want to pray for these items sure. and these items, and we'll even have intercession on these items and these items. But what I've discovered for myself is less time with a list, more time with love. Mm, explain that. So when you really, like we take that verse uh, with Martha and Mary and how Jesus said one thing is necessary and she That's found right. the one thing, but yeah. we only ever put that to maybe how we live our life or maybe how, you know, we study the Bible. We have to sit at Jesus' feet. Right. But that's for our whole being. True. And so there's one thing needed in every area of my life, and it's just sit with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so in sitting, when you look at just that whole, like there's a quote that I just heard this morning, that prayer flows from the posture of our heart mm. toward God, not from reaction to the world around us. Good. And so Mary's heart was postured before Jesus in all things. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, it doesn't say she was talking a lot. <laughs> right. So I started no I started realizing a lot of Jesus' prayer time when he withdrew for prayer, I don't think he was talking. He was withdrawing to sit at his father's feet. Mm. So I started to see prayer was a lot more quieter than what I've ever thought. It was a lot more just sitting and listening to what he was telling me. Beautiful. Yeah. 
So, I mean, for some people, they think prayer is always, at least use the list example, for example. I mean, yeah. I have a list that I use personally. Absolutely. But it's a lot more than that. It is. And I think there's something really, really powerful about that. And and what I found from that, from that place of sitting at his feet, then he tells me what to pray for someone else. Good. Like we all have people in our hearts. We all have people right. that need to know Jesus. We all have rent to pay and, and job. Right. We all have that stuff. Like no yeah. one is without that. But he said, seek first me, right. and I will take care of these things. And so I often liken it to someone told me one time, he goes, but if I pray for jeans, a pair of jeans, and God gives me the jeans, isn't that an answer to prayer? And I'm like, yeah, but what if I don't pray for the jeans? And God still gives me this, still right. gives me this. Is that not the same thing? Right. Like I would much rather just be with him and let him take care of mm-hmm. my needs. Mm-hmm. And so lists are fine. Like I don't want anyone to think that. Like I like I have that prayer journal that I did where I sure. pray specifically for family members right. and and things, and it's it's okay for that. But I always my list always revolves around something in the word. Then mm-hmm. I don't just you know give them a job, give them this. It goes right into the word. Give them abundance. Give them wisdom. Whatever yeah. you have for them, Father, that's what I want for them. I have a great friend from the area. We all know his name. I don't want to divulge it, but he told me that in prayer, he's learned that sometimes he has his prayer list, all these things he's called to pray for and love to pray for yeah. people. But he says, man, he said, Lord, just bless all these people. Absolutely. May grace be on them. And he said, I sit and listen to God. And yeah, just love exactly. Jesus, you know? Exactly. And there's a place for that. So it's really important to think that, especially those who are learning to pray, they're leaders, they yeah. want to be really tune into God, uh, well, they don't get caught in a certain type of prayer. Exactly, because I think we, you know, and we need these types, like we do need intercession and we mm. do need these things, but sometimes what I have grown up with is we only have intercession and it's only prayer if you're over there screaming and yelling at intercession or it's only prayer if you're over right, here. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see Jesus doing either one of those. <laughs> yeah. I see him sitting at the right hand of the Father, right. sitting in intercession and not necessarily speaking, but just sitting there communing with the Father. And then when the prayers come, right, it's exactly what your friend was yeah. saying. It's this place of just the one thing necessary is to be with Him. That's right. That's so good. What are things you wish you would have known when you started? <laughs> when you look back, that man, I wish I would have known this, even about yeah. prayer, your relationship with God. Well, and I think, you know, we've been talking about it, but I really think it all comes down to beholding Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the more and more, everything I've walked through, the more and more that I've experienced, it really comes down to beholding Jesus. And the more that you behold him, you come, you become like him. And the more that I behold him, the more that um, I build that history with him. When things happen, I might be sad. Right. I right. might grieve. Sure. But sure. when suffering happens or when these things happen and I'm at his feet, mm-hmm. Right? I'm at his feet. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be mm-hmm. okay. And so I wish I would have known that in my 20s to build history yeah. with him through sitting at his feet rather than methods and yeah, <laughs> programs. Always, always oh, all camp. the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, you know, I think that's one thing I learned also and look back that you know you find a new and there's a new method that comes out and the body of Christ a new book whatever and it helps you for a while right. but we all have to find what yeah. where do we settle in how what's our relationship with God like you know yeah. I, I remember years ago I wrote a book uh, about hearing God through yeah. the Lord's prayer I remember that yeah. but that wasn't for everybody I made it really clear your prayer life may be so dynamic just waiting in the Lord what you're doing now this book may not help you at all right. but for other people it might help them yeah. so we have to know what helps us in every season of life and I, I'm just convinced like I, I go back to 
everything in me is just, it's all about Jesus. Yeah. And so even mistakes I've made and, and wishing, like, mm. I would have studied the word more and, like, learn from, from Peter and James when they were at the gate beautiful, right? And yeah. they're with the, the blind beggar or whatever, right. the crippled man. Yep. And their response was what? We don't have yeah. money. We don't have yeah. methods. We don't Silver have... Gold have I none. We have Jesus, <laughs> right. and we will give you Jesus. And so I wish I would have mm. had that understanding earlier on mm. that all I have is Jesus, and I will talk about him and share him with you all day long. Yeah. Because he is the answer to any problem. <laughs> we make it really hard to give. We really, we really yeah. often do. Yeah. It really is yeah. about, about him. So what would you say then to a younger leader who'd ask you for advice and how to have a strong prayer life? What would you say? Well, like I said, I think we've had a lot of methods and a lot of we've transferred a lot of information, and that's okay. But mm. prayer isn't information. Prayer is this lifestyle. Prayer is this constant. My face, like I, I think it's in the Hawaiian culture where they touch foreheads mm. to say, you know, it's that it's that touching forehead to forehead with Jesus, and mm. just how do I get the mind of Christ? Well, I put my mind to His mind, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think some of the other lessons. Um, that I don't get so caught up in hype of movements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's not a popular saying right now, but everything has a movement. We have a prayer sure. movement. We have this movement. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Because I just have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if we get too caught up in hype of things and we f- neglect him. Mm-hmm. And I know what, early on when I, I kind of have this little diagram here, when, when God first started moving in my life with a life of prayer, he showed me this triangle with prayer, worship, and the word. Mm-hmm. And too many times, like in a, in, a, in a traditional setting, we break them down in lines, right? We have worship first, and then somebody prays for the offering, and then we have the word. And so that's more hierarchical, right? Mm-hmm. But God always works in Trinity. He always works in family. So he showed me that it's this, it's this complete triangle that I can't worship unless I'm praying the word. And I, mm-hmm. I, if I'm not using the word to pray, then I have nothing to worship That's with. Good. And so it was really bringing everything together into this one, right, one sitting that I'm with him, right. that it all flows together, posture in my heart. That's so good. I was so moved by, I was at a, a conference last week, and uh, our mutual friends, uh, Tim and Ned, oh, yeah. Ornelas were there, yeah. and they were speaking about how to disciple people. Yeah, through, through prayer. Your husband was there. Yeah. And it was just dynamic. Yeah. And as I said, there's all these new ways, new things God is showing us. Yeah. But we're just taking people to Jesus and teaching exactly. them to pray and hear from God. And God begins to open up doors for them and open up the windows yeah. of revelation, understanding, as they take people to Jesus. Well, and, it's powerful. and I, forget, I think it was Tozer or Murray did that quote on man looks for better methods, God looks for better men. Ooh, I like that. Right? And see, so the whole thing is is that whole, you know, we've, we've had a lot of methods. And you know, like, I'm a methods person. I love books on the discipleship-making sure, movement. I love sure. books on prayer. But we can get very stuck in someone else's method and still miss Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And so like what Tim and Nat were saying is that whole, our job as disciple makers, as believers, just like Peter and James, is to point people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. If I haven't led somebody to behold Jesus, then I failed as a disciple maker because right. right. then I've just given them information. Mm-hmm. And so is that not what, you know, go and make disciples, teach them everything I've commanded you. What did he command us? To love God. That's right. <laughs> he commanded us to love God and then love others. So we, we fail, and I hate to use that word, but if we aren't pointing people to Jesus at all times, whether it be in prayer. And it's so powerful when they said that because it's the very thing that Brian and I have been teaching even to the house church leaders that, you know, you can have all kinds of methods how to do house church and all that stuff, but really our 
what God has called us to is to point people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's so it. True. Like that's what we're to be doing. Yeah, so true. What's changed in how you see leadership today compared to how you saw leadership when you were younger? Yeah. We're all getting older. <laughs> I'm not. Not no. you, but, I mean, but people like me are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think for me, like what I things that I've gone through in the past couple of years, I have just found my prayer life is a lot quieter. Mm. Um I just spend a lot more time just sitting with him and just listening to him, sometimes just observing him in nature. And then he speaks through all that. Like if I'm just sitting, listening to him, and he points me to a Bible verse, that Bible verse becomes, it becomes the life that it's supposed right. to become. Exactly. Right? And then it even says that, you know, we, we, we neglect the second part of that verse where it says, you know, in Hebrews where um, it divides the soul and the spirit, right. but then it cuts you and leaves you naked mm-hmm. with that truth that was just revealed. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have those moments where that happens, and that's usually very quiet. <laughs> like when he reveals something through the Word and it becomes this place of intimate prayer, it really does expose maybe what your heart really was saying, mm-hmm. and then he can heal that, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's a, it's another revelation of truth that you just declare who he is in, in a different situation. And so my prayer life now is way more quiet. It's way more just waiting and listening. God, what are you saying? What are you doing in this moment? Let me see what you're doing. Let me hear what you're doing. I don't want to do anything outside of what you're doing. (laughs) Right? So it's a lot more just waiting um, and a lot more time just in the word with him. Mm -hmm. Not trying to get through it fast. Mm -hmm. It's not about an outward expression. Right. It says his joy completes you. Yeah, and so, deep, so that deep. becomes a prayer, God, that your joy would just complete mm-hmm. me because I'm mm-hmm. I'm not hurting. But your joy mm-hmm. is an inward expression of who you are in me. Some years back you wrote a book and in that book it helped you yeah. for people yeah. at different levels. Explain that a bit because I'd like to make that available for people on the on the show notes. Yeah, well because I'm <laughs> I sometimes annoy myself because I'm very administrative but I'm also very creative. <laughs> So sometimes I need things to help me focus because the creativity side, you know. So God just showed me, like, and I have the books, my prayer journal, um, and it's one of the tools that I use. I have five circles. Mm -hmm. And so in the one circle, I'll write my, I'll draw the circle, and in there, I'll put my immediate family. So like Brian and my girls and my grandkids. And then I'll have my my extended family, my brothers, Mm -hmm. my sisters, and all that. And then I'll do my spiritual family. I'll Mm -hmm. do my ministry family in another circle. And then in the fifth circle, I'll do uh, my church family. Mm -hmm. And so I write all their names in there. And then I, whatever I'm reading, in the word that day. So like today it was that, you know, that his joy would complete. That becomes my prayer for them. God, and all these people I'm praying for, that you would be their complete joy, that they would feel your joy. And so it was a way to kind of organize my my thought and my creativity in a creative way, but it still bringing some structure a little bit just to help me know what I'm praying for them and what Bible Good. verse I've been praying for them. And that's available where any place yeah. somebody wants to buy books. It's on Amazon, I think, sure. mainly is where it is. Okay. Yeah. And, and tell us the name again. It is uh, my my prayer life, my 100-day uh, prayer journal. Beautiful. Thank and you. And it really is just a journal, so it's that's not a Kim book. That's Zimmerman. All right. Now, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about leadership and the power of prayer and how that all works? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like what I what I often tell people when I teach at the school, the one thing that just really struck me is that the God doesn't respond to my wish list. 
Mm. Like we all have an Amazon wish list. And a lot of times we want God to be the Amazon truck driving up, bringing our every wishes and whims. And that's not that's how he, you know, I say God doesn't respond to my wish list. He responds to his word. Mm-hmm. And so the more that I am praying the word of God, mm-hmm. he responds to his word because he knows that word. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know sometimes the things that I'm ranting and raving about. But if I bring that like into, you know, so if I need a job, I don't necessarily pray for a job. I'm like, God, you're my provider. Mm. So I bring it back to his word. You said yeah. you are my provider. You're, yeah. So I bring it all back to that. So that's probably the main thing I like I tell people is, you know, the more that you behold Jesus, the more you become like him. And the mm-hmm. more you become like him, the more you start praying like him right, <laughs> and right. start responding like him. And so right. for me, I, like we, we started with, it really comes down to beholding him is one of the greatest things we could ever do. And it affected my prayer life and it affected my personal life Beautiful. dramatically. Something has helped me too. I know that you've done the same thing. You talked about praying the word. Yeah. And we find scriptures that are really pertinent to what we're walking yes. through at that moment. And we just simply pray the word. Like, I love Isaiah because Isaiah has so many scriptures that are easy to pray. Yes. You know, Behold, I will do a new thing. God, you're going to do a new thing. I mean, Absolutely. on and on and on. Yeah. It's in Isaiah. If I just need some practical wisdom, I'll pray through some Proverbs. You know? Absolutely. And if I just need a, if I'm just kind of mad at life or whatever, things aren't going well, <laughs> you know, I'm telling God, this is how I feel. I go to the Psalms because yeah. David did that really, really yeah. well. But he always ended up with hope. He ended up with God. Right. But he was trusting the word. You're allowed to lament. You're allowed right. to be upset and angry. And then you go, right, but God, you. <laughs> are majestic. You yeah. are the one, you know, you're the one thing that I'm always going to desire. Brian and I've done that too. Like even when our girls were little, I prayed in Proverbs where it says, what is desired in a man is kindness. Mm. So I would pray for my daughters that they would both find kind men. Mm-hmm. And God answered that prayer. Yeah, <laughs> I have two amazing, amazing, mm. uh, Yep. sons in my life that right. are very, very kind and very patient. And and I think like what you like what you were saying, the things that you pray for, I, yeah, the Psalms, I'm always in the Psalms, but I also do a lot like in Ephesians, Philippians, mm-hmm. and Colossians, love that love spirit of wisdom and revelation yeah, and, amen. you know, just going. And, and I have found like what you, that's, I see God respond to that. And I've seen yeah. people's life change the more that I pray his word over them. Yeah, no, that's that's so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Any last minute thoughts you have for our listeners today before we sign <laughs> off? Great, it's great, great stuff. No, I just, you know, keep seeking Jesus. Yeah. I know a, a popular speaker says, you know, he, he wants to be wanted. He seeks yes. to be sought. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to do that. And what an honor. You mentioned lamenting, and uh, I just want to say something about that. I think you know, there's a whole book, Lamentations, yeah, all right. about lamenting, and I feel like that's almost been a lost art that God's restoring uh, yeah. to the body of Christ yeah. today. We learned, if someone says to you, how do I lament, what would you say to them? What's that look like? You know, to me, it, it looks the same as my regular prayer life, and I, I remember, I'll try not to cry, but... So the, my family's been going through a lot of suffering yeah. lately, a lot of things yeah. to lament about. And I was aware. just talking to a sweet friend the other day, and like most people want to pray their way out of situations mm-hmm. that nothing bad ever happens. And I'm like, well, I don't know what book you're reading, but that is not, right. <laughs> you know, there's a reason we have lamentations in the Bible. There's a right. reason David, you know, was upset over a lot of things. And I think what I have come to understand is, in our prayer life, when suffering happens, mm-hmm. there's a verse that says that he has found you worthy of mm-hmm. suffering. Yes. And so that he has found my family worthy of suffering because he knows what we're going to do with it. 
Mm. He knows I'm going to go right back to the word and right back to God. I don't understand it. And that's what I would say all the time. I don't understand this, but if you don't leave me and I'll stay in the word with you, I'll go through whatever you need me to go through. Mm-hmm. And so the, the lamenting and the suffering is a neglected thing that we talk about because people want their problems to go away. Right. And yet <laughs> that's not how it works. Right. And so the more that we understand our prayer life includes suffering and includes lamenting too. Right. And it's not necessarily different. It's just, I like I've said, like I've I've become a lot more quieter. Right. I listen a lot more right. when I'm hurting. I immediately go, God, I'm just really hurting. Mm-hmm. But I know Your joy is going to complete yeah. me. I know that You're new every morning, and tomorrow's another day. Like so, I using His word to bring comfort to myself. Yeah, I know this is very real to you, very tender to you right now because you lost a family member and trials and all those things you walked through and. God's giving you grace as you walk through that, as you're limiting. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate you coming oh, in, absolutely. in the midst of that. Thank absolutely. you. Thank you so much. Um, and But we all know that prayer and leadership must go hand in hand. Absolutely. Because there's too many leaders, honestly, who are so busy trying to lead. Yeah. They're forgetting how do you get the grace to lead, and that yeah. comes from the relationship with the Father. That comes from an open, honest relationship with it God. It really does. Minute by minute, day absolutely. by day. Absolutely. And, and that's that's for everyone. And we Absolutely. never grow out of that. The older no. I get, the more I realize. The more I need we to need him. With, oh, I need him desperately. <laughs> yes. Desperately. Kim, thank you. I'm oh, thanks you, for I'm having gonna, me. I'm going to have you pray. Just pray here in the end for someone who's going through some really deep waters right now, and uh, go, pray pray God's grace for them. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll close. All right. Okay. Thank you. Father, we just are so honored to be in your presence. And Father, we do just love you. We adore you. Just to be able to come and sit in your presence. Yes, Lord. Lord, it's just, it's, there's no words for it. There's no words to just come into your presence and sit with you and experience you and experience your love. So Father, I just pray that anyone who's going through the trials right now, going through suffering, the lamenting, that things just aren't where they're supposed to be right now. Father, I pray that we would all become that persistent widow that just is like, it's not right Mm -hmm. yet, God. It's not right. I need you to make my heart right. I need you in this situation. Father, I pray that you just bring the peace, your peace that passes all understanding. I pray that you bring your joy that says it completes us. Your joy completes the thing in us that's lacking. So, Father, Mm -hmm. I just pray that people would experience you in a real and unique way in the midst of their suffering, Mm -hmm. that they would see their suffering as just a way to get to know you even more and how much you care for them and how much you love them. Father, I pray you just bless everyone that's Mm -hmm. listening right now, God. Bless them with health. Bless them with your presence. Bless them with time with you. And Father, anyone who's just even feeling regrets, mm. <laughs> we just say, you, like the verse Larry just prayed, you are new every morning. Great right. is your faithfulness. Right. So we claim that for anyone right now that's just dealing with hurts or regrets or anything. Mm. We just thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kim Zimmerman, woman of God, and uh, obviously pastoring a church, leading a microchurch network called the House House Network. Oh, I love it. Shift Church, and got a lot of irons on the fire, but you run the power (laughs) of prayer. Yeah, it's all, people often say, like, you're so busy. I'm like, yeah, I'm really not. I just sit with Jesus and do what he tells me to do. If you want to know more about (laughs) CityGate House of Prayer, it's on the show notes. If you want to know more about Kim and Brian, all I got to do through them, the microchurch network, any of these resources that make available. So, 
Uh, they are for you. Check out the show notes. Thank you and look forward to seeing you all next week. Again, Larry Carter Leadership Podcast, where we learn the small things we can change to make massive difference in our lives. We Amen. thank you for joining us today and see you then. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com. 